Welcome to Ladies Who Launch, not your average business podcast. Dropping every other Wednesday, Alyssa and Dakota are two successful and opinionated marketing entrepreneurs engaging in insightful conversations with industry thought leaders, as well as casual conversations surrounding our lives as entrepreneurs. Welcome back to another episode of Ladies Who Launch. And uh, we are getting, I mean, really now we're into September and I don't know how any of this happened. I don't, I don't even know what is going on with this year. Honestly, it's like, it's like the first eight months of this year have just happened in two weeks. I don't know what's going on. So wild. I can't, yeah, this, the summer blew like, well, it's like a slow summer, but it also just blew by to be honest. Yeah. I think it just seemed, I mean, June just seemed to be sort of June, but then like July and August sort of all happened in 25 seconds. I don't know. Super weird. Yeah, that's true. It did happen. But I do love, this is my favorite time of year, the fall. I'm happy for cool, crisp mornings and lattes and sweaters and oh it's my absolute September October are my absolute favorite so makes me happy I actually woke up this morning and had a coffee on my deck and it was very nice and cool there was a a little bit of gray gloominess which I like makes me so happy I know I feel like when I'm working inside and it's sunny out I get like resentful and pissed off I like want to be outside I want to be lazy it's so hard I'm the most productive ever when it's fall and then winter rolls around and like I'm quasi productive except for when it's freezing then I'm not productive I just want to be in bed I am I am productive in the winter up until like 3 p.m like once it starts to get dark I'm like done for the day that's why like mornings are usually good best for me in the winter time but yeah in the winter I mean the advantage of us working from home and for ourselves is bonus because yeah I just answer emails and stuff from bed and um stay in my nice warm duvet and all that stuff but but yeah I find that I'm more productive in the fall too because I'm not sort of mid-afternoon being like it's a thousand degrees in my office and I can't concentrate and I can't do anything because I feel hot and sweaty and gross so yeah these are these are these are the good times the good months ahead I don't know what it is Halloween also just has always filled my heart with joy my favorite holiday yeah I'm not a Halloweener but I get I get the love of Halloween I love yeah, the whole vibe, okay. but I'm not I'm not a big Halloween person, but yeah. I was feeling sorry for myself the other day for some reason. And pro tip, never go to Walmart or Superstore feeling sorry for yourself. I left with, I kid you not, 25 mini velvet pumpkins in preparation for fall. And this was in like early August. And where are you gonna put them? In a vase somewhere in my house. Yeah. They brought joy to my life. I did see that Costco already has their like big boxes of Halloween candy, like the chocolate bars and stuff. And I was just like, on what planet? Because everyone knows if you're buying a box of Halloween candy, like now it you will eat it before Halloween. Oh, for sure. Like, I mean, you can't have those. Like anyway, I'm just, I just had to sort of walk. I just walked past that. I just rolled my eyes. I was like, seriously. I mean, I guess Costco has got it together because they know they know that people are going to buy their Halloween candy in like beginning of September and know they're going to eat the whole thing and have to buy more. It's pretty smart. Uh, really. uh, just get O'Henry's. You'll never eat them. O'Henry's oh, are, yeah. O'Henry's are terrible. They're terrible. Yeah. If it's 
anything like cookies and cream, that's my kryptonite or like nibs, they're gone. Nibs. I'm a coffee crisp girl. Like I will. Oh, yeah. coffee crisp and the variety, the chip varieties, like the little the bags of little bags of chips. Oh yeah, I will. To be honest with you though, Alyssa, like, holy shit, it's one time a year, get the fucking box of candy. Well, I know, everybody, it's like, it's, yeah, I've, uh, my whole philosophy is, like, from Halloween on, it is just, like, go time. Like, because then you've got, well, meaning Thanksgiving, I guess, Thanksgiving and Halloween, and then you're into holiday season and Christmas and New Year's, and it's like, yeah, just enjoy people. Live that life, do it. People who are, like, on diets during... Christmas. I just never understand those people. Anywho, I say I haven't been on a diet in five years. No, it's great. I am so happy. I think I'm like honestly the heaviest I've ever been, but like in a different way. I'm the strongest I've ever been. Like I I would say most of my weight is muscle. Um, like sure, there's a couple areas on my body I would love to work on or whatever. But like, I have never felt more confident and I like haven't worn a bikini in five years and I could really care less. I have the cutest one pieces ever. They just look better on my body. I've never felt super comfortable in bikinis ever. I don't care how thin I was. Bikinis Um, to me, I've always felt like wearing your underwear in front of people. And I just never understood why people wanted to walk around in their underwear in front of people. Totally. Unless like... (laughs) That's how I always felt about... I'm just like, um, it's okay. Like I'm in front of your dad or your like it just seems so weird anywho weird and like yeah, but, but yeah diet, I mean we'll have to have a whole other episode on diet culture again and just like why we are just tossing that and I mean I don't like I don't have a scale in my house anymore like I I find that was like the last sort of thing that I was like this has to go this is the last sort of piece of mental health issues is that and so I was like no we're moving on from that and even at my my doctor's office um, she's so funny because, well, unfortunately she's retired now, which whatever, but, um, like I would never ask to know or whatever, like uh, my weight and they would never tell you. They would just like write it down nicely, whatever. And so she had got a new nurse one year. And so, um, I was on the scale or whatever. And the nurse says to me, she goes, do you want to know? And I could hear her from her office. Yell, she goes, no, no one needs to know. None of us need, like, yeah, we don't, no one needs to know. And I was just like, yeah, my doctor gets it. My doctors never cared either. And honestly, like I, at one point I was so, I had such bad body dysmorphia. I would avoid my physicals and reschedule them specifically because I didn't want them to tell me my weight, which is insane. Anyway, what I will say is if any of you are struggling with that, I highly recommend watching Girls, which is a show that came out forever ago, but it has Lena Dunham in it. And I love Lena Dunham. She is a, I give zero fucks person. And that whole show, she's naked. She's in bikinis. There's one episode where she's in a bikini for the whole episode. She, she like goes to the grocery store in the bikini. And Lena, just like me, very like curvy body, bit of a tummy, just gives zero fucks, loves her body, hooks up with the hottest dudes, has like, is just amazing. And on top of all of that, just is the smartest, coolest human alive. So I would encourage you to be like Lena. See, good. Good call. I also like um, one of my favorite people. If anybody wants to follow like cool um, plus size people on Instagram or on social media, is Meredith Shaw. Um, she is a well. She was a radio personality in Toronto. She's on Chum FM, but she's like been on Marilyn Dennis, and she's like a, a stylist. And she does. She's totally the coolest chick. 
Um, and she always looks amazing and she's super, the most positive, fun person and just like a great follow. Cause she like has amazing clothes and just puts together amazing. And she's just like, she's another one. That's just like a zero fucks person. This is like, yeah, this is how I look. And like, this is how I style. And she always looks amazing. Yeah. Anywho. I love that. That's amazing. I'll have to follow her. I've never... Yeah. But, so today we're going to be talking a little bit about taking personal responsibility for success and how to do this in both your professional and personal life, which is kind of a good segue from what we were just talking yeah. about. Because to me, success for me equals happiness and contentment. Um, and for me, happiness is contentment. So I don't know. What's happiness for you, Alyssa? Happiness for me... Yeah or like, I guess, success for me. Yes. Obviously happiness is one, but for me, it's, it's comfort. And I say that in like being comfortable with myself, being comfortable with the work that I'm doing, like the feeling that I've, I've got it together and that I can just be comfortable. And because I know what I'm doing and um, all of that kind of stuff, I, I, that, that to me is success and makes me happy is that feeling of comfort. I love that. I agree. Yeah. It's that it's, it's so funny. I had um, some people in my life, I won't name names who used to tell me that contentment was uh, like lazy and equal giving up. And when you like literally look into really historical religions or philosophy or any kind of Buddhism or faith-based practices that have to do with like mental strengthening and whatnot, contentment is like the central theme. And I think being content with yourself, your life, not wanting for things, being happy with the everyday, being able to be present, being comfortable. Like, I don't know what other happiness you would want or like, I don't, I I, I can't personally understand how constantly wanting more equals happiness. I think being content while also knowing that you will grow and accepting that and and trying to grow in ways that make you happy and c- continue to keep you in contentment is huge. I think constantly wanting for more is is deleterious to your mental health personally. And the interesting part about the the taking responsibility for success is interesting because I think as women we are inherently sort of it's ingrained in us to not want to be successful and to not want to be um or to not a, to not want to attain like the next promotion or 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 own your own business or any of those sorts of things and i think for a lot of women in particular it's really hard to talk about your success and i think um i saw something on um like, I don't know, CNN or something. And they were talking to, um, it was in Africa or something. And and the psychologist was um, working with this group of young girls, like, so 11 to like 14 or 10 to 14 or something. And she was telling them, write down one great thing that happened today. Like, what was one amazing thing that happened today? And these girls were all struggling to write down something amazing that happened today. And when, but when she flipped it to like, tell me something or write down something that didn't go well today or that you weren't happy with, they all had like lists of things and how we focus so much on those, 
negative things that it makes it difficult to like focus on a success or what went well. And I think I'm terrible with that with myself, like with my business. And I fall into that sort of like, oh, they're doing so much better than me or why are they getting this work or why, why this, why that, as opposed to looking at myself and being like, well, like this awesome thing happened to me today. And like, look what I did and all that kind of stuff. I think we're so busy um, looking at other people and how we feel less than them that we don't, we don't want to celebrate our own success. Absolutely. And that kind of brings me back to like, what is taking personal responsibility for success? And so I think we can all agree that every single person in this world is brought up in a dynamic that at some point will adversely affect them. It doesn't matter how great and picturesque your childhood was. You will invariably take habits and tendencies from your parents or by way of how you were raised. And it will potentially adversely affect you in a way that whether it's your productivity or your entire socioeconomic makeup or your entire life, um, just to be negative for a minute. (laughs) Um, But it is your responsibility to own who you are as a person how you came to be that person and to own steps and things that you can do in order to repair potential pieces that might affect your success. Um, So a great example would be I recently, and I've talked about this in past episodes, um, I recently discovered that my brain does not work in a typical manner which is true of, I think, 70% of females across Canada in particular. That's a statistic. And this has actually come to light more than ever since COVID, probably because of how we had to completely shift our lifestyles and the way that we were productive during the time of COVID. Um, And so in trying to figure out where this came from, I found through therapy, somatic work, and a number of other things. And somatic work is a type of practice that essentially um, it's it's like a healing practice through energy rather than traditional therapy. If you feel like you're having some really bad tra- trauma with, with something that you're experiencing, somatic therapy can be great. But I've tried a number of different things to try and figure out how to work with my brain as it is. And it's not to say that there's something wrong with me. It's not to say that it's a detriment to me that my brain works differently than everybody else's. But a couple things about me that are interesting is if I'm being fed a ton of information at once, I get very distracted and I can't focus, especially especially if it's digital. Um, If if somebody is speaking to me in person and looking me in the face and I can see their mannerisms and their emotions, I I remember information a lot more accurately. But if I'm being fed a lot of information um, in like a meeting or something, I almost have to record it or have like a a chat GPT or some sort of AI app sort of condense my notes and summarize things for me because I will forget things if I don't write them down. Um, This used to offend the hell out of my family, but I need to put everything into a calendar or else I will forget. It has nothing to do with me caring about you or caring about our time together. It's that if I, I, I don't operate in the way that I can just remember things. Plus this isn't the 19 fucking fifties part of my language. Like it's 2023 calendars are fine. Calm down. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then the third thing is 
Um, I have what's called ADHD freeze. If I'm faced with too many tasks and I feel like I can't dive in, I freeze and I can't do it. But as soon as I dive in, I get insane amounts of work done in really crazy periods of time. And I can be the most efficient, productive human being alive. So in trying to figure out where this all came from, um, I've come to realize that my the way that I was raised and my parental figures had a huge um, impact on how my brain developed. And I, for the longest time, was in constant fight or flight because bless my mother, but it was um, modeled to me by her. And so I had to take responsibility for my own success within my business and my personal life to figure out ways to work with these tendencies in order to, quote, be successful. So I hope that giant kind of verbal diary of like information overload makes sense. But the whole point is, if you taking responsibility for your success means identifying what success means to you, and then figuring out ways to get there despite your downfalls. Yeah, I totally get that. <clears throat> I totally get that because I think identifying the success is, is, is difficult for people, but I find the the second part of what you're talking about in terms of the 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 realizing how we were raised and the people that were in our lives played a significant part of who we are and how we live our lives. And it's sort of being able to unpack that and figure out instead of doing things how they have done them, what actually works for you. And I think, I mean, like we are all products of our parents, good, bad, and otherwise. And so it's, it's, it's taking those things. And I mean, it's interesting now that we are all adults and like those of us who grew up like pre um, ADHD or, or autism diagnoses, like when that was not really done, or if, if there was, like you had to be some sort of like seriously um, hyper kid to get that diagnosis when we were little and how so many women in particular are all now getting diagnosed as adults, I think has just, we all should just give us our, give ourselves a huge hand because how we have adapted, like to get through school, to get through university, to have jobs, to run businesses with no knowledge that we may be neurodivergent until you're in your thirties or otherwise is insane. And it's no wonder we are all sort of as grown adults now sort of reverting back to being like, wait a minute. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think any of that worked. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't remember getting through school because it just seemed like every day was just like a victory just to get through it as opposed to feeling like you'd accomplished anything. It was like, oh, thank God. It's just, I got through it. And there's a lot of days in my business. Now I haven't been diagnosed as neurodivergent on any level like you have, but I think just knowing the outside um, influences and all those things that have played a role in how we have developed into people, um, Mm -hmm. we are all now just realizing that the things we've done to cope and manage all these years don't, haven't worked. And so we are now in the process now of rebuilding all of that. Absolutely. And one very astounding, interesting thing that has happened to me recently that I wanted to share with everybody was I went on a month's worth of Vyvanse and it helped me so much, but it wreaked havoc personally on my gut health 
I was really, really struggling with um, just like really irritable tummy issues. And I already have not so great gut health and GI issues. Plus it was messing with my, um, my, my hunger. Like it, uh, it, it prohibits your appetite. And so it was a bit challenging in that respect. But once my body got used to it, I ended up taking a bit of a break. And for whatever reason, I think the neural pathways that needed to kind of be repaired and taught to think differently, it, it almost trained my brain to be in a different mindset. And the last week or so, I haven't taken them at all. And I've actually been the most productive I've ever been. I've stopped making excuses for myself. I've just gone balls to the wall trying to get everything done. Could be that I am excited or I was excited about leaving on vacation. Um, but yeah, I would say, sorry, for the last month, it's been, I've like trained myself to be in the same mindset that I was on by that. That being said, I'm sure there will be occasions when I have to go back on it. But again, taking responsibility. Yeah, I think that's um, the responsibility part is the is the key piece of this. And, the, and you took responsibility in a few different ways. Um, by A, realizing that you did need to get some help and sort out whatever was going on. Um, and I think that's a good step for a lot of people, whether it's just therapy or whether you have to get some meds or whatever it is. And then you can figure out through that process how you want to work and how you want to live and then make those adjustments so that maybe you don't have to continue to be on them or you do have to continue to be on meds or whatever, but it just gives us the green light to accept or admit that how we are currently coping isn't working and taking the opportunity to make changes to that so that we can reach those that version of what we view as success because if those things of whatever it is that are hindering you from like comfort and yours was um you said yours was but whatever um happiness I guess was the main one but then it becomes that becomes the way that you work and live your life moving forward. And I think that's the biggest thing we all sort of need to get to. Absolutely. One thing I just want to quickly leave you guys with too is success can also look like laying in bed all day for an entire weekend because you're exhausted. Success can also look like um, going and buying something that you don't need because maybe it makes you feel better. Success can also look like taking a frivolous trip. It can also look like eating a bowl of mac and cheese. Like success can look like many different things. It doesn't have to look exactly like society tells you it has to look like. Yeah, It's not all shiny. Success is not all shiny. No. And we all have the grace to do those things. And I think um, that's why like the word lazy isn't even a real action. There's no such thing as being lazy. There's being, there's recuperating, there's um, contemplating, there's exhaustion, all those things. But spending the day in bed or spending the day on the couch reading or spending the like whatever none of that is lazy and i think we need to get that out of our lexicon too that none of those things and going to buy something that makes you feel good or ordering food in for the night because you're just too exhausted none of that is none of these things are bad and they are all movements towards being success to success and i mean hey some nights um skip the dishes is a massive success 
hundred percent. As long as you're sitting there enjoying it and feeling content and comfort, comforted yeah. or whatever your word is, then you've been, you, you've reached success, my friends. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, we will leave you with that, that like skip the dishes and um, shopping is your definition of success. Yeah. I mean, really, that's what we're all here for. But um, I hope, I mean, I hope this was enlightened or helped some people because I think as we are all adults, we are starting to view things differently. And if this helped um, you make an appointment with your doctor or even talk to your spouse or talk to your friends about things that are going on in your life and things that were hindering you, that's a win. And we are always here drop us a DM at ladies who launch pod or send us an email um, at ladies who launch pod at gmail.com. And Dakota and I are always here for advice or questions or anything in regards to this as well. So we will see you on the next episode of ladies who launch and have a great week, everyone. Thank you for listening to ladies who launch join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode.